What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Ryan from Starcastic Remarks. You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how Payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. And you can also draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means way more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has also paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. They are also the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using the code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your very first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome into the Starcastic Mark Studios. Thank you guys for tuning in this evening. Uh, I, along with Christian Chambers, I am Ryan. And uh, boy, uh, do we have a lot to talk about, Christian, today. Uh, it's kind of ridiculous. It, it seems like every second there's something changing with the NHL. Lots of trades that we didn't see coming. Well, yeah, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, obviously, there, there's the obvious thing that happened today, and uh, we'll get to that here in just uh, one moment. Uh, but first, we want to uh, welcome into the show this evening, uh, Josh Sanders and Sam Morales. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Having yep, uh, we're, we're glad to have you guys on. Uh, Josh, you've done this before, second time on. And Sam, this is your, you're a newbie at this. You're a noob. So first we'll time rookie. <laughs> Okay, guys. Try to embarrass uh, all too much. Yeah. So the original plan, gentlemen, was we were just going to jump right into this whole, uh, to this whole short person all star team. Uh, but I think that's going to have to wait uh, for a hot minute and uh, okay. for some obvious news. Uh, for those of you that have no idea, you've been living under a rock today. Um, ben Bishop has waived his no movement clause in a move that no stars fans saw coming including myself i had i this took me way far back uh i had no idea this was going to happen and uh there's lots of speculation going on right now uh it, it looks like uh, according to sean shapiro that they are intending on using their goaltender protection for anton hudobin um so let me get y'all's thoughts on this first. Uh, Sam, let me get your thoughts first. Uh, what do you think about this? So 
I don't I don't understand this move. If I'm being completely honest with you. I guess I'll start with this. If I'm Seattle, I'm taking Ben Bishop and not looking back. Um, the upside to having a potential <clears throat> Vesna Trophy winning goalie versus a potential third liner in Foxer Dickinson. I've also seen some speculating that Pavelski is going to be an option. I don't see that happening really after last year, but you know, I didn't think that we would uh, release or Bishop would release his no movement clause either. So the upside for Seattle is massive here uh, to take Uh Bishop, even if he, if there's concern that he's only going to play for half a year. Great. The upside still, in my opinion, is far, far exceeds anything that they could take otherwise. Um, So to me, it opens us up to a lot of risk. I'm not Seattle's front office, but I believe, I wouldn't need to double check this, but I believe that they are trying to be competitive right out the gate, and we just gift-wrapped them the biggest present they could have. There could be reasons for them not to take Bishop. I personally don't see them. If they really want Dickinson or Foxy, you can get similar players in free agency Mm -hmm. um, and not have to waste your expansion pick. It's a swing, uh, it's a home run swing, but if Bishop is going to be healthy, I don't see why Seattle wouldn't take it. Um, so I don't fully understand the Stars' reasoning for it, but um, I'll hand it over to y'all and see if y'all have some feedback and probably just play off of y'all's comments because I'm still lost. Makes two of us. Yeah, I, I don't get it. So so now, so we're going to go from, so, okay. Let's rewind. From all the podcasts that me and Ryan talked about, this whole offseason, number one goal was to get down to two NHL goaltenders. Because we have three right now. Like, we can all agree on that. We have Ottinger, we have Bishop, and we have Hudobin. They're all NHL goalies. They should all be playing in the NHL. Ottinger cannot be in the AHL. That would be a complete, like, terrible move by Nil. The worst one of his career, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I got to put this up here. Free Ottinger, do it. I'm so tired of this already. It's been seven hours, and I'm tired of this already. Oh, my goodness. Continue. Sorry. Continue. Yeah, so... We all agree if Andre's in the NHL, that's a crime. Or the mm-hmm. AHL, that's a crime. Uh, so I don't know if we're just protecting, if we're trying to save all three from expansion to use his trade bait. Like, that's the only thing that I'm hoping for, is he's just trying to get something out of his goaltenders and letting them take somebody else. Uh, maybe they're expecting the trade market to really favor goaltending, and maybe we can get something big for one of them. But it, this makes me angry because it lets. It gives Nil a bigger opportunity to make a mistake that I thought wasn't possible before. <laughs> so when uh, when Bishop was, had his no movement clause, we, we have to protect Bishop. And that gives Seattle a big chance to take Hudobin, who could really be a, a good goaltender pick for Seattle if they're trying to win now, like they said. He played great in the playoffs. It's a decent pick. We didn't personally think he would, but we thought they would find a way to get him off the roster. And we thought that was the big goal for the offseason. But mm-hmm. if he's protecting him, then that means he's trying to get some value somewhere else from him. And that just leaves room for him to do nothing and leave us with Bishop and Hudobin and Ottinger. And if that happens, we have no choice but to put Ottinger in the in the AHL. So it, I don't like it because it, it, it lets Neil make a mistake that shouldn't have been possible before. So I, I'm very scared. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot to say, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Josh get in on this. Josh, what's your, <laughs> what's your initial thoughts? Go ahead. Um, well, let's let's start off the fact that I think this is one of the dumbest things Nils ever done. Um, and this is the guy that signed Sergey Gonchar. He got he got Chris Russell. He signed Yuri Hoodler. I mean, he's made some he's made some questionable signings. Him 
him allowing Seattle to take Bishop. And let me let me say this. I, I'm gonna I, I agree with Sam here. Seattle has no reason not to take Bishop. If they, I mean, if they take him, worst case scenario, he's injured. They stick him on LTIR. They don't have to pay, or they don't have to worry about his cap hit. And then you've got guys like Mike Smith, Chris Drieger, uh, Tris, Chris Drieger, uh, Bernier, Olmark. All these guys are free agent goalies this offseason. They can go pick one of those guys up off the free agent market. Best case scenario, Bishop's healthy. He plays for you. Since he came to Dallas, Bishop's, Bishop has arguably, arguably been the best goaltender in the NHL. You're going to have that guy in your crease to start your franchise. That is the dumbest thing. That is the dumbest thing they could do. Um, if they take him, we're stuck with we got Hudobin and Ottinger, the same duo that, that that couldn't get us into the playoffs last season. And Hudobin is going backwards. He is not the goalie that we had in the 2019-20 playoffs. I mean, expecting him to live up to those expectations is not going to happen. That was a flash in the pan run by him. Don't expect to see the same guy that you saw against Vegas. If you look at his career, that was that was an that was an anomaly. Last season was more in line with what he's actually done over the course of his career. Um, this is the same reason I hated giving him a three-year contract last offseason because I knew when it came to the expansion draft, it was going to bite us in the butt. I didn't know it would come this drastically, but um, I honestly, I think it's going to sound weird, but I think at this point, uh, I think one of the best case scenarios is that Seattle takes Bishop because if they don't, like you guys said, Ottinger's in the AHL, and that just can't happen. Um, unless they find a trade partner for Hudobin, which I still think should be their number one their number one goal this offseason, then you're looking at a three-goalie system, and you're almost hoping that Bishop is still injured. That way Ottinger stays in the NHL, which is just a really terrible way to kind of go about the offseason. It's, just, it's not a good situation that Nil has put himself in, um, or, or, or the crease, in, in, for, for that matter. So, so y- y'all already kind of hit my first question I was going to ask y'all, but so if it, let's just assume that Seattle does not take Bishop because it, in my opinion, if you're leaving Ben Bishop unprotected, there's a specific reason for it. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. probably because he's not coming back as early as we thought, you know, all of us thought that he was going to be healthy by the, by the start of training camp. That's mm-hmm. what we were told. Um, and I'm just guessing that's not the case here. So let, let's just say they, they don't take him. Um, does that really happen? Does it, is it, Bishop and Hudobin and then Ottinger sent to the AHL. Is uh, is that a thing, Chris? I don't think that's a thing. I don't think that can be a thing. I mean, uh, it, that would be literally insane. I feel like if I was Ottinger, I would I would request a trade at that point because like you've shown you're an NHL guy, then you playing in the AHL is going to cost you money in the future because mm-hmm. you're not going to be able Hudobin to get that. NHL. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. He he won the the number one overall spot by the end of the season. He's entering yeah, so. a contract year too. I mean, exactly. This is a big year for him. It, that would cost him a lot of money if he played in the AHL. Yeah, so 100%. If, if I was his agent, it would be, we're, we're going to request a trade and get you on an NHL roster. Yeah, this 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 has Jack Campbell writings all over the wall for me. I mean, you got a goalie that, I mean, Campbell, I, 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 I was I was really too young to really follow Campbell when he was in the AHL to really give a, you know, to really start scouting him or anything like that. But, you know, you got a goalie that you drafted in the first round. I mean, you got to give him shots. And they gave Ottinger a shot last year, and he did phenomenal. I mean, he... he He's, he's arguably the best goalie in this organization right now. I mean, you can't stick him in the AHL. You just can't. I mean, he gets theor- nothing out of it. True. But, I mean, theoretically, to your point, if Seattle doesn't take Bishop and there is medical concerns and it turns into a Steven John situation 2.0 where, oh, we uncovered something, he's not able to actually skate, he's able to get back on the practice ice, but he's not able to get back into games – we can long-term IR him just like you mentioned Seattle could. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
I don't see that as a long-term play. Like, I don't see why we would do that. But unless we, if that's the play, Seattle, I assume, would have the medicals and know that they can't take yeah, it, really. Yeah, that's a question that I had. Like, do they need to get medical information on this? Like, is that something that they're entitled to before the selection process? Because I, I don't think it is, but that's a... yeah. That's a crazy risk that they're going to have to take if they decide to take him. I'm not entirely sure how that works. I don't know. I mean, I know in in you know college sports you got or in uh, in other pro sports you got to get a physical in order to be traded and everything like yeah. that. But I don't right. know how that works when it comes to the expansion draft. I don't believe they have to get any kind of. Uh, they don't have to give out any information. Now they can they can do it just as a as a professional uh, courtesy thing. Mm-hmm. You know, say, hey, we're leaving this guy exposed. You can take him if you want, but he's got some, uh, he's got some issues still going on. And even before that, they everybody knows that Bishop is injury prone. Uh, at wor- yeah. at worst, he's not playing. At best, he's a Vesna caliber goaltender. And uh, I, I've been so bipolar about how I feel about this. At first, I was like, holy crap, we're letting our number one guy go. And you know. And then on the other side, I'm like, you know, at the same time, he's he's getting older. Is there a chance he wins the Vesna? He's not flurry. I'm sorry. He's not going to win the Vesna at 37 years of age. Yeah. That's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And and then he's got a cap hit of, uh, what is it, almost $5 million? It's 4.9, yeah. Well, yeah, almost $5 million. So if they take that guy, that leaves even more space for Nil to be able to, A, Number one has to sign Miro Heiskanen. If he does not sign Miro Heiskanen, that's a travesty, and that get, allows him to play with more money that way. He's also got to re-sign John Klingberg. Uh, you know whether they trade him or not. I, I I personally think they should keep him. That's a topic for another day. But uh, you a still got to sign long him. Topic, yes. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, and I, a lot of Stars fans don't like John Klingberg, but I do. Um, They're wrong. And, but continue. And then. Uh, <laughs> And then there's all the rumors uh, that's been surrounding Stars Twitter about, you know, oh, can we go after uh, hometown boy Blake Coleman, who I think would be an excellent, excellent addition to this team. And I talked to Chris about this on the third line. That's my whole philosophy for this offseason. Mm-hmm. It's changed the identity of the third line. You need to have mm-hmm. a, a stronger third line that can actually score. And Blake Coleman, even if there's an injury in our top six, he could play top six minutes if, yep. if need be for this team. Um, yeah. He didn't really do that for uh, for for uh, Tampa Bay very much, but it, but anyways. So it, let me on ask. Most teams he could, but yeah, yeah. On most teams he could. It's I agree. Tampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Eighteen million it, over the cap, Tampa. They can do whatever it, they want. We, we we may we may get there when we uh, when we get there, but yeah. Um, the so it here's my other question about the whole goaltender situation. If uh. If Bishop is not taken and we still have all three guys and by the time the season starts that we still have all three guys, hopefully it doesn't get to that. But if we do, do we bury Dobby in the AHL? Does that happen? Well, he goes on waivers there, I think, right? At that point, yeah. You put him on waivers or you buy him out. Yeah, one or the other. Yep. His his contract's a pretty easy buyout. It's not going to bite us too bad over the long term. Um, Obviously, it sucks paying a guy that's not on our roster, but – it's a lot easier to buy him out than to buy out Bishop. Yeah, um, but if the end goal is to buy him out, then why protect him? I think that's is my question. That, and that's, and so, that's my thing as well. I think they're protecting him just on the fear that Bishop is not healthy. If it turns out that he's going to be healthy to start the season, 
I either Hudobin, either either Ottinger's in the AHL or they're they're waving Hudobin or buying him out outright. Yeah. I mean, those are why, really the only two options at that point. If and that's why if this, he's healthy. In this situation, no matter what scenario we go to, it's a it's a big risk for for both teams, for Dallas right. and Seattle. So right. if if we're getting Bishop off, trying to take Bishop off the number one spot, then what are we doing? We're we're hoping Ottinger can take it now after one season as a as a as a one A guy. Mm-hmm. And like he was he was great. We he was better than a rookie goalie normally is, but I don't know if he's if he's number one NHL ready for a for a playoff team that wants to that wants to make the Stanley Cup yet. And then if Seattle takes Bishop, then they're taking a huge risk, hoping that he's healthy and that he stays healthy for them. And yeah. And, and if all three of them stay, we take the big risk of trying to move Dobby afterwards anyway so like either way it, it's a it's a big risk move for all all parties involved <laughs> and that's what i'm saying i think that i think at this point you're you're essentially killing dobby's trade value um because you're waiting on bishop to be healthy and if you wait long enough no team's going to trade for him you're going to be forced to let him go for nothing at this point which i mean it, it's it's a risk um but like i said it, it all hinges on bishop's health um like I said, if I'm Seattle, I'm still taking him just because worst case scenario, I can stick him on LCIR, re- re- like recoup that cap, and then go after a free agent. But uh, if I'm Dallas and all three of them are still on my roster after the expansion draft, then then it just becomes a waiting game. If training camp rolls around and Bishop's not healthy, then you're you're still sitting pretty. I was about to say I'm in agreement. I mean, so. anyone who's seen me comment anywhere on Facebook, I don't like NHL players above 35 years old, and especially whenever their name is Kudobin. And he's five. He's a five eleven goalie. He's the shortest. Oh, now you hate second short shortest. Ah, uh, yeah. Now I'm you're sorry. hating. <laughs> um, but I mean, don't get me wrong. Bishop is not too far behind. I think Bishop is like thirty four. So yeah, yeah. He's not that far behind. But yeah. I've seen him put up Vesna caliber numbers. He is a objectively better goalie than Kudobin is when healthy. Um, I just. In terms of what I would do if I have all three, yeah, I put them on waivers and see what happens. Yep. Because I would much rather. That's if once again, it, it's all a big what if. Because if this is if Nil is playing forty chess and Bishop isn't healthy, and you need Kidobin and Ottinger to be ready to go at the start of the year, cool. But then we're halfway through the season. Bishop is ready to come back. Then what? It's I mean, there's no good solution in my opinion obviously the stars have worked it out because they've been saying that they want three goalies dating i I think i heard that the first time like two weeks two three weeks ago at this point so they have a plan i have no idea what it is it doesn't make any sense to me but (laughs) as as much as i know josh is on the fire nil train already right now over this not yet not yet <laughs> let's, let's, let's just pl- i said i might be getting there all right i'm not quite there yet cat, okay you don't <laughs> steal a man's animals to be fair anyway. I'm, aller- I'm allergic to cats anyway so i have my own personal like self-interest in that one but you know go off regardless it's one yeah. of those things that i'm just gonna see how it plays out um i'm curious to see what the logic is i'm sure it'll come out eventually um but until the expansion draft and possibly even the draft, I feel like they're probably going to play the cards close to their chest. Mm-hmm. So I doubt we get the full story possibly until training camp. So um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I, But if I had to rate the goalies that I want on my roster, it's Ottinger, Bishop, and then uh, Kudobin. But Ryan brought up a good point. 
Bishop was the one that approached the team. Mm-hmm. And I also saw something, I don't know if this is confirmed, but I think it was from Sean, so I'm going to, Sean Shapiro, so I'm going to give some credit there. I saw his agent was the one that was saying that he still, his intent is to win a cup. I don't see him saying that if he was actually going to Seattle. So in my mind, I think Bishop understands that he's staying in Dallas one way or another. So, and, and the look, way, go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, he also had a phone call. Uh, Matt DeFranks posted a phone conversation that he had with Bishop earlier this afternoon and Bishop's still intent on being ready by training camp. Obviously intent doesn't mean that he's going to be ready by training camp, but that is still currently his goal. Right. Um, and it doesn't sound like to me that there's anything that has hindered him to this point, but knee injuries, I mean, you can never, I mean, those things can kind of crop up, especially as a six, seven goalie. So, oh, yeah. I mean, any, I mean, that could change tomorrow, but um, it's just really going to depend on what the next two, two and a half months look like. Well, let me jump in here real quick. Cause yep. uh, we got a, we got a couple questions from some people. Um, I don't know if uh, y'all saw, I just posted this as you were talking about it, Sam. Uh, Ryan on YouTube is saying that the article he saw uh, said Bishop presented it to the team first, not vice versa. Does that really change the whole dynamic of the of him waving his claws? And uh, what, what, what's y'all's thoughts on that? The dynamic? Yeah, because if he was the one that it brought up to it, means he kind of talked the team into it. I assume, I mean, the team agreed, obviously, and so they're not protecting him. But to me, this goes back to, like, like I said, a couple of weeks ago. They were intent on having three goalies going into the next year. I think something is up here to keep all three goalies for whatever reason. Um, if that's for a trade, if that's for buyouts for some weird reason, like Josh mentioned. But it changes the dynamic. Mm-hmm. But it just changes it into a dynamic of I don't understand what the heck we're thinking here. So yeah, it makes me lean towards more that Bishop is fine, and that makes me even more confused. Right. <laughs> right. I think it, it changes the dynamic. It doesn't change the outcome though, regardless yeah. of whether he initiated it or whether Nil initiated it. It doesn't change the, the 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 wide range of outcomes that could be coming down the come, that could be coming down the pipe. Um, I think that it means that I mean he's he's intent on staying in Dallas. It's not like Nil is trying to get him out of Dallas by asking him to wave the claws. So I think that he still wants to be here. Um, so that was that was my that was my initial thought when I first read the story. Is I'm like, all right, Nil Nil's pissed off Bishop into into leaving Dallas, regardless of whether he's taken. But um, hearing that he was the one that approached Nil about it, kind of you know puts that puts that you know thought to bed. Um, so like I said, I think the I think the dyna- I think the dynamic between Bishop and the team is fine. Um, it's just, I'm, I'm really interested to see how this entire situation plays out now. Well, all right. And then, um, this is kind of in the same vicinity of the whole goaltender, uh, issue for the stars right now. But, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, we have a goaltender named Landon Bow, mm-hmm. who is, uh, down in our uh, prospect system. He, he's been, he's bounced around a little bit between the AHL and ECHL over the past couple of years. Um, he just signed a contract to play, uh, I believe, in Europe. If, uh, I, I can't remember the exact team. Mm-hmm. Czech Republic. Um, so, so has this come from Bo's trade? And uh, Midnight Saxon, thank you for the question because I, I completely forgot to mention that. So thank you. I think it might because 
the news came out on the same day. Yeah. Right. I don't think I don't think coincidences are that easy to come across. So once again, it's one of those things. One of them, I think, ends up. No, I. I think it has something to do with it. I don't know what because I can't understand the logic behind the yeah yeah because yeah. but because Landon Bow's role was way down backup. Like if really bad stuff happens, that's right. when you go to Landon Bow. And like right. he was taxi squad during the last season and stuff. But like you can't you can't have Otter fill that role, and you're right. likely not going to get Hudobin to fill that role because he's probably going to be taking off waivers if he goes on him. So that's why. That's why I I don't think it's really yeah. connected that closely. I mean, it, I, I I don't know what it, what could possibly mean, but <laughs> I would agree it, with you, Chris. Yeah, all, all the deeper things that we are going into just further confuse me as to the situation. Because yeah. <laughs> I think I mean, regardless of what happens with the expansion draft, I mean, Dallas still needs to get an AHL caliber goalie. They need to go find somebody like a Mike McKenna or something like that yeah. to stick in the AHL. I mean, we got we got Adam Shield down there who's going to be the AHL starter. I don't know what you mean. Colton Point is the best goalie in our system. Colton Point doesn't even deserve to be in the ECHL, bro. Like, don't start Love me with that. Guy. that. Oh man, he came out of college way too early. Anyway, that's another story for another day. But I mean, like I said, you'll have you'll have Point in the ECHL. He should not be in the AHL. I'll tell you that right now. Um, and you'll have Shield starting in the AHL. So you need kind of that veteran backup to back up Shield. And ideally, it's somebody that's got you know that's bounced around a few NHL teams. May have you know a dozen games in his career as an NHL backup. That way. Heaven forbid the you know four goalies ahead of him get injured. I mean, you've got somebody that can step up and you know maybe play a game or two or something. You like knock that. on wood right so, now. Exactly. Well, <laughs> shit. but uh, but I mean, like I said, regardless of the expansion draft, they got to sign a goalie. So unless they want Ottinger in the HL, which if that happens, like I said, I'm gonna find a match and a cat and just have fun. But whatever, continue. So the the more I think about this, and the more I think about who Jim Nill is. And I put this on Twitter earlier. There has to be some sort of ginormous thing coming. Do you do y'all get that feeling? Nillas has always been good about keeping the cards close to his chest and not letting anybody else know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, like when you think about the think about the Tyler Sagan trade that came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and boy, did we win that trade. Uh, so. I, I guess my question is: Is should we expect something like that over the next? Uh, I was going to say week, but maybe even forty-eight hours uh, uh, before the uh, expansion draft. I don't think anything's going to happen before the expansion draft. I think what this has done is this has set you up for what you want. I think, I think the cards he's trying to hold on to is the goalies, but I have no idea what he thinks he's going to do with those. <laughs> is right. is my only issue. Like I don't know how the trade market is going to is going to pay for that much when everybody knows we got to get rid of one of them somehow. Right. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with Chris. I don't think that you see any trades coming up. Uh, I mean, expansion lists are already kind of tight as it is. I think that you start adding more players to the list and you're going to start adding you know more players that you have the potential to lose. Um, I think this may be setting up a potential significant free agent signing. My concern is that it's either going to be somebody like a Blake Coleman who would be good for the franchise or he's going to sign – uh, I don't know. Is Chris Russell a free agent? He's gonna go sign him for the next seven <laughs> years or something like that. Like Shut it's gonna be one extreme or the other. Blocking. It's gonna it's gonna be great for the organization, or it's going to cripple us for the next three years. It's gonna be one of those two. Just please don't sign a shot blocker. <laughs> <laughs> I already lived through that once. Oh man. 
Well, Mark Mathot. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what's so sad is he would have been a he would have been a good defenseman for us, other than the whole shot blocking thing. But he couldn't stay healthy. So. Yeah. Okay. I wonder why. So, yeah. Martin, uh, Martin, Martin Hansel. Yeah. He, dude, that guy was huge. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So, anyways, uh, this le- leads us to the uh, to the big question that I was going to ask. Uh, a lot of you know, draft, uh, what do you call them? Sims, a lot of draft Sims, a lot of articles I've been reading. Projections, thank you. I couldn't think Mock of the word. Drafts, yeah. thank, you. You I, thank you, Sam. Um, <laughs> couldn't think of the word. Um, a lot of it had Hudobin, and and a lot of people were saying Hudobin is going to be picked. Well, obviously, that's not going to be the case anymore. So does, uh, does Seattle take the wild card and take uh, Ben Bishop? who is an older guy or do they stick with the more obvious choice now who a lot of us believe is going to be Jason Dickinson? What's the answer to the question? If I'm Seattle, I take Bishop. What I think they're going to do is take Dickinson. What I want them to do currently is take Foxa, but it's just, I mean, that's not going to happen at this point. They'll be taking, they'll, they'll be, if I had to put a number to it, I'm going to say 80% chance they take Dickinson. Even though they should take Bishop, I think the last twenty percent is they take Bishop. Chris, yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, I think if Bishop was truly healthy and like it was a no doubt thing, mm-hmm. like he played last season, you're for sure taking Bishop. Like even oh, if he has an off year, there's there's no way that he would even be left exposed if that were the case. Right. Yeah, I mean, but that's I mean, why this situation. That's why the situation is so strange. Like, because he's he's injured, but he's not. And there's like, got to there's no got to be something we don't know. There's got to be something in this whole situation that Stars fans just don't know right now. Yeah. And yeah. like the fact that he lost a sense. leg or something. Yeah, like he that. had to have lost a limb. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a knee injury anymore because the knee's just gone. Yeah. Like, but the rumors that he's fine and he's expecting to be at camp and that he brought it up to management point in the direction that he is fine. In which case, if I'm Seattle, I'm definitely taking him. Right. So it's, I, I still think they're going to take Jason Dickinson just because the risk is huge and just you don't want to start your team out like that, I guess. I mean, but again, like we said, the long-term IR is a great option. I think they should take Bishop, but long story short, they're either going to take Dickinson or Alexiak. I've got a name to keep an eye on, but I want to see what you guys, uh, I want to see what you guys say first. Uh, Tim, just a heads up. What's up, buddy? How are you doing? I know Tim, by the way. Um, yeah. You can still take his RFA rights, and you hold negotiating rights at that point. Right. So yeah. So that there, the, Chris and I talked about it just last episode. But there are so many rules about, you know, what players. I mean, just because they're exposed to the draft, you have to have four players exposed to the draft: two forwards, a, a defenseman, and a goaltender. Just because those four are exposed does not necessarily mean they can only choose from one of those four players. So uh, there have been some other stuff too. Um, uh, Sam, we didn't get your, uh, get what you think. Uh, do you go with Dickinson or do you take Bishop if you're Seattle? If I'm Seattle, I, I take Bishop just like, like I said, at the start of the hour, it was just the potential upside in Bishop. It's kind of like how I view the actual NHL draft. I shoot for upside no matter what I can get a Dickinson as much as I personally love Dickinson. I think Dickinson is actually kind of underrated on our team, especially among the fan base. But the potential upside to Bishop is just too immense for me to overlook. But the way things are being worded and things are being presented to the media, it sounds like Bishop 
thinks that he's going to be here come the start of the season. And Sean Shapiro himself said that Dickinson is still the presumed pick. So I have no idea what is up. <laughs> um, well, it, it, it's going to be interesting. I I take Bishop, though. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And uh, I don't know, man. Um, I, I'm I, If I had to answer my own question... Uh, what I want them to do is take Bishop because I love Dickinson. Chris knows Dickinson is one of my favorite players. Uh, and I agree with you, Sam. I think he's underrated from what he does. Uh, I mean, he's such a utility player. He can play on the he can play on the second line. He can play on the fourth line. Uh, he, he's not really a second line player, but he can. Um, but I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm so confused right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't get it. It's um, tough. It's it's. I think it's the biggest question mark. Yeah, in the in the draft right in the expansion draft right now, I think that's the biggest question mark, and that's the biggest thing that can change the Seattle's team from amazing to bad. It could be that he literally had a Derek Collins situation and tripped over his cat and broke his leg. Like we we don't know. (laughs) Well, and then I'll bring it up one more time. Uh, You know, I'll put Tim's comment up here. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we talk about Bishop, we talk about Dickinson, and. My firm belief is still that Alexiak is going to be a member of the Stars come uh, October or September, excuse me. But, you know, I know. You know what? He may be offered, you know, a crazy amount of money for him. He may be offered six, seven million, and he signs the contract to go to Seattle. Yeah, there's no way we're paying (laughs) that. Yeah, at that point out. So, but yeah. No, yeah. I as as a UFA, I think Seattle will be dumb to take him. I mean, his rights. I mean, you could take his rights and negotiate with him for a week, but his UFA rights expire, I believe, like a week after the expansion draft. So, I mean, you're really you're really selecting a week of Alexiak's rights, and if if you don't sign him, then you just selected the guy that's not going to be in your roster. But uh, one guy to actually keep an eye on um, that hasn't been talked about. Uh, Adam Asherin. Adam Asherin. Yeah, he yeah. he was third Ooh. in the AHL last year in goals scored. Top ten in, in, in points. Uh, if Seattle's looking for kind of a young prospect level guy to kind of you know potentially build up uh, to build up into the roster, I think Masherin could actually get a serious look from from Seattle um, if they elect not to go a goalie. I think it actually comes down to Masherin or Dickinson at that point. All right, uh, I think this is a perfect time to segue into our next uh, news bit because. Uh, Fernando is asking a good question. I want to get to his question here in a second. But uh, second news bit we're going to talk about. Uh, something stupider, in my opinion, than what the Stars did. Uh, Minnesota Wild have bought out oh, not only not only Zach Parise, but he, he, they have also bought out uh, Ryan Suter. And uh, the, if you go and look at Cap Friendly and you look at the amount of cap hits that's going to be on this team uh, not this season, but next season and the following two seasons, the cap hit from both of those guys, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, uh, my original thoughts were, okay, I can kind of understand Zach Parise a little bit just because his, his play has diminished. But Ryan Suter? Ryan Suter, he, he's not hes not Ryan Suter from nine years ago. I understand that. But he's still a he was still a top-minute guy uh, for the Minnesota Wild. And obviously Ryan Suter didn't see this coming. Uh, because uh, he was so ticked off that he actually hung up on the phone with Bill Garrett before he could finish <laughs> talking. You're so really? he, he, he thought he was going to finish his career in Minnesota. So uh, what's, uh, what's y'all's original thoughts uh, to, this, to this buyout? I don't know. 
I'll let I'll, I'll let Josh take this one first. Oh, oh okay. all right. Um, all right. Well, I'm 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 currently looking at cap friendly right now. This year it's not horrible. They got just under. A, I mean, it's still it's still terrible. They got just under a five million dollar cap hit this season for guys that aren't playing on the roster. And then you look at the next four years. You've got essentially thirteen million, fifteen million, and the next three years. You got thirteen million, fifteen million, fifteen million, and fifteen million off the books for two guys that aren't going to be on your roster. Absolutely unreal. I mean. I, like I, I don't understand what the point is either. I mean, I don't get it. I don't who, get it. Like, who are you guys trying to sign that you guys need their, you know, what is it? I think they're I think they're saving four million dollars this year. Like, who are you guys signing that you need that extra four million for that you're gonna cripple? You're gonna cripple your books for the next three years. I don't no, understand. No, don't that. bring it up yet. Don't bring it up yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> what? Don't do it yet. Who, who, who they're signing? Yeah. yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, try, oh, no, no, I, yeah, they tried. Didn't work. But, um, but I mean, this honestly, this is just a reflection on how bad giving a 28-year-old a 13-year contract is. I mean, I don't know what I, I don't I don't can't remember off the top of my head who the GM was, GM of the Wild was when that happened. But I mean, that dude just uh, oh man, he he crippled. It was just terrible. It's horrible. So it's it's bad enough giving a 28-year-old an eight-year contract. You add on another five years to each contract. Jeez. Sam? Um, once again, the, the NHL is weird. Everyone always says that, you know, being an NHL GM is pretty difficult and we don't know what's going on. And to some degree, I agree. But then I see, you know, 13-year contracts, buyouts that don't really help you at all. And it just makes me kind of laugh at the end of the day because Suter, again, he's 35. I don't like 35-year-olds. So uh, to Fernando's question in the chat right now. Uh, I don't want Suter. Suter's um, 36, by the way. Okay, he's even older than I want. <laughs> so, I mean, don't get me wrong. Y- Yandel's 34, so I-, I don't want him either, really. But yeah. um, if I had to pick one, give me Yandel, because Suter, the age cliff hits at 30. People don't understand, or sorry, 35. People don't understand that. Um, but Parise, I, I haven't really followed his career path, if I'm being completely honest. I know Suter was once considered one of the premier defenders in the NHL. Looking at some of his advanced stats and metrics right now, he still is a pretty good offensive driver. Um, but that's actually kind of surprising to me, considering that he was known for his defense, and especially considering that as players age, their offense is generally what falls off first. So that's... I'm sure he will he can slide in somewhere on some team right in as a you know i mean we're gonna get to this other person here in a little bit but everyone always talks about veteran (laughs) leadership and all this other kind of garbage for that they try to make bad signings sound better because of leadership and all that kind of stuff so you know i'm sure he'll fit in somewhere he's making more money i'm always happy for players making money so he gets money for getting bought out and then he'll get money from whoever's actually going to be paying him so Good for both of them. Um, I wish them both well. But I, hope I don't want them on our the team. Central and just like torch the wild every time they play them. Like that would just be my dream. For sure. <laughs> that would be great. So. It, well, here's my stipulation to that question: Suter or Yandel? For me, if we only have, we would only go after one of those two guys if Alexiak is not resigned. If Alexiak Correct. resigns, there's no chance that we go after either one of those guys, in my opinion. Unless Suter just wants to, you know, just tick people off and he goes and signs a one year deal for $1 million with the, with the stars. I don't know. Something like that. We stole so, your franchise. Oh. Now we're stealing your defenseman too. 
You know what? I will actually take anyone for a million bucks. If that's all they're signing for, it's like people were asking me, uh, and the, the chat asked a question about uh, Pavelski. And I'll get to that. Someone asked me the other day about Como, and he's like, he's 35, he's going to start declining. It was like a million dollars. He's on a one year People don't realize a that a million, bucks, yeah. a million bucks is nothing. So, you know, we take either of those. But Pavelski, he's 35. Yeah. And I, I, I was not a big fan of us signing him. And then after the first season we had with him, I wasn't too impressed, and then he goes absolutely bonkers in the playoffs, and then he goes absolutely bonkers last year, and so you know what? I will I, I will take the L on that one. I, I, I will admit when I'm wrong, but I got, by the same token, I got Gonchar, yeah. Hudler, Mathot. I mean, yeah, too, too many guys fall off at 35 for me to be comfortable. Pavelski, and Sam's defense. I love Pavelski. Pavelski. Yeah. Pavelski is the anomaly, not the rule. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, who who would have seen that he was going to score twenty five goals this season? I I don't. There's no way you could predict that. I I mean, maybe if you saw the 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 bubble playoffs and just assumed that he was going to score that much, but uh, then no one would assume that. (laughs) Right? Yeah, nobody would assume that. But uh, yeah, and and you know because of Pavelski and the way he played last season, he he's I feel like that the stars have to protect him. You know, talk about another player that Seattle may take. If Joe Pavelski is, you know, not uh, not protected, then that would allow us to protect Dickinson and Foxa. I mean, shoot, I'm taking Pavelski if that's the case. If we're protecting yeah. Foxa over Pavelski, there's another issue. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, right. I mean, I'm not going to get into that one. But if Pavelski's on the if if he's if he's left unprotected, I don't care if he's got one year at seven million left. If you're Seattle and you're trying to win now, you pick him up. I mean. If it comes down to him or, I mean, I guess at that point it would come down to him, Masherin, or one of the goalies, um, or him, or him, Masherin, or Bishop. And I think at that point, if you're not going goalie, you just go Pavelski. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm going to mention one thing that we didn't talk about uh, in the green room before we get started. Uh, But I just thought it was absolutely hilarious because he had a press conference and he has a new job. And he's not broadcasting anymore. Thank the Lord God. Uh, but Pierre Maguire is now the senior VP of player development with the Ottawa Senators. Uh, so first off, he's not even in the States anymore. I'm kind of happy about that. And <laughs> second off, <laughs> sorry, I, I, I did not. He's been in broadcasting for what? 25 years. The, the, the last NHL executive job he 25 had five years too long was like in 95, I think. And then he, there's all these rumors about him that he had a chance to go, uh, you know, be a GM this place or, uh, you know, be an exec in this place or whatever. Uh, but I, I'm just happy he's not broadcasting anymore. And thank you, ESPN, and thank you, Turner Sports, for not hiring that dude. Although, ESPN, I still want you to bring Gary Thorne in. Just saying. Yeah. It really is a win for everybody outside of Ottawa. Those poor guys, <laughs> just they can't catch a break. Their owner's a dumpster fire from time to time. Their team's just been perennially awful. And now they got Pierre Maguire. He's probably going to trade their entire franchise for Sidney Crosby, for being honest. So, I mean, it's they're just, I mean, they're, that, that organization, I, I feel for them, man. I feel so bad for them. No, it's McKinnon now, dude. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. One of those two. Jeez. They're going to run one line, and it's going to have one player on it. It's going to be Nathan McKinnon. That's it. Yep. Man. Well, uh, in... Uh, Ottawa looks like they're on the uh, the upside too. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they they still didn't look great in the All Canadian Division, but 
the second half of the season, they started looking better. And, I mean, when you've got Tim Stutzla, Connor Brown, Thomas Shabbat, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, Matt Murray hasn't, you know, been great there. But I, I can still expect him. He's still young. He's only 27. You know, mm-hmm. people forget he's, he's, he's young. He's still young. Yeah. So uh, he, he could bounce back, but uh, I don't like this. I don't like that signing at all for the for the Ottawa Senators. I I feel for the whole fan base there. <laughs> oh my goodness! As as much as I don't like him as a broadcaster, just literally his introductory press conference, he just decided to just start bashing analytics, which I wow. think, based off his comments, I don't think he even knows what analytics are, mm-hmm. other than fancy numbers. Um, so that kind of just got me on the bad side of him as a GM. Anyone can be a bad announcer and be like, I mean, Jason Witten, anyone like the dude, great person, terrible announcer. So, you know, (laughs) he could have just been a good, bad announcer, good GM, but I, I just don't see that as a net positive for Ottawa. I, I do think they are, I'll say on the upswing, they've, I loved him Stutzla last year. Um, I'm not a crazy fan of some of the draft picks that they've made, um, but I do think they're a couple of years away from competing, but they got a good young core. Um, they'll get there eventually, and of course, he'll get to take the credit for it. So great sign by him. Again, I am never mad that people make money, so you know, right. g- good for him, yeah. um, but I just don't think yeah. he was the best choice. So. I'm interested to see how they're, because I mean, like you said, they do have some some very good young pieces. I think they've got... They've got the foundation in place to be good in a few years. Um, I'm interested to see what his his no analytics approach does to that that trajectory. I want to see if it kind of impacts that at all, or or if he's just you know gonna kind of kind of wing it with no analytics and just pray for the best. So, well, and honestly, uh, you know, there's some people who are all into analytics and just analytics, mm-hmm. and then there's people like uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I'm not and I'm not saying anal- analytics are bad or anything. <laughs> but but there's also people who believe just in the eye test, you know. Agree. And, and but it, it, there's got to be a mash between the two, right? Correct. That's what people at, don't at understand. And yeah. and a lot of people don't get that. You know, th- there's got to be a a decent amount of both. I mean, you could. Th- I mean, because the eyes can deceive you, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, just like the numbers can deceive you. So if you see a little bit of both, and you you know he has a really good eye test or whatever, you're like, wow, I love the, how the the way this guy skates. But then you look at his analytics and his course he sucks, then, you know, maybe he, he's not going to be the player that you take in the draft or whatever. Yeah. But uh, th- there's there's got to be a, a mix of both. And to, to Pierre's credit, it seemed like he was kind of on on the fence about both. And maybe he was just doing that just because he was in front of a camera. But I, I just hope that, you know, he doesn't take that team down by just using the eye test because analytics do, do help uh, with uh, other stuff as well. So, I think I said it to someone, and this is the last thing I was like, just the eye test should confirm or help you understand why the analytics are what they are. Someone has terrible analytics, but they're on a terrible team. That might be a reason. If th- th- they can't be used outside of each other, analytics is not the end all be all. The eye test isn't the end all be all mm-hmm. because if the eye test was the end all be all then Jack Campbell would be the best goalie in the universe. Um, anyone who's 6'5 would make the NHL and be an all-star, and that's just not the case. The, I mean, the Yeah, where's Shaquille O'Neal when you need him? Yeah, right. I mean, stick the lightning just... Pipes. Exactly. Just stick him in the pipe, and he all he has to do is just stand there. Stand there, lay down, do something, yeah. <laughs> I break it down this way. The lightning just won the cup 
with not a center above six foot. And if you're only using the eye test, normally that wouldn't happen. So, because ideally centers, you want to be at least six one, six two. So. All right, we get it. Sam likes short people. <laughs> I just think they're neat. Because <laughs> you are one of them. That's why. They are my people. I speak their language. Oh, hey, we speak your language too, Sam. We get it. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm lucky to be five five as it is. So you know, you I, I love those short players. Shoot. Like you know. I don't know if any of y'all remember Chris Connor. Do y'all remember Chris Connor from back in the day? Uh, I know the name, yeah. Yeah, he, he was like 5'6". I mean, the dude got himself in trouble a couple of times. He was kind of like a Ryan Garbett a little bit. Uh, but, Garbett, you know, geez. I always I, – oh, let's not bring that guy up again. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but I love I love short players, and I love it when they succeed. Like uh, Jose Altuve, I mean, for the, for the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love guys like that when they – exceed expectations and you know they they burst out and they're just amazing despite their size i, oh, I love that fan of altuve but that's not his height that's something completely different. <laughs> i'm not gonna go into that on this podcast that's a story for another day <laughs> all right uh all right so let's get the, to this the, by the way there's lots more news but we're running out of time so uh, okay. uh let's get to this last little bit before we get to our uh our all-star teams um duncan keith is now a member of the edmonton oilers and uh, uh, going this is just other, what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it just seems it got it got stupid. It got stupider, and then it just kind of got like, huh, with the stars. So uh, so Duncan Keith is now a Edmonton Oiler and headed the other way to Chicago. Is not just Caleb Jones, not just the 24 year old Caleb Jones so who had a great dumb. season. They also got a third round pick out of it, and then also Chicago did not have to retain any salary whatsoever out of that 7.5 whatever it is million dollar cap hit that uh, Duncan Keith comes along with it. Now his actual salary is only like uh, I think it's like 1 2 or 3 billion something like that. But his cap hit is huge and they didn't have to retain any of that. Yep. Uh thoughts. Holy crap. Sam, I'll let you go first on this one. All you buddy. So let me get this straight. You're going to trade away a 24-year-old NHL average defender. He's 24. He can technically get better. 24 is normally when defensemen peak. Seth Jones' brother, so if you wanted to be in in the Seth Jones sweepstake, like, you know, you got his brother, might might play a little role there who, where he wants to go. Um, the guy is objectively better than Keith at this point in their career, statistically, and in my opinion, the eye test. If anyone, everyone will always, anyway, I'll get to that in a second. And then you just use up more of your cap hit, and you screw over your future for a third round pick or by saying over a third round pick i i don't understand what the plus side is for edmonton here except for again this is where you get the buzzwords leadership grit keith is what 37 at this point he he turned 30 he's turning 38 on friday so i mean tomorrow i've been talking about 35 year olds and we talked about pavelski has bucked father time keith is not he is not the same dude that he was whenever they won the Cups. And people need to realize that he was objectively one of the worst defensemen in the league last year. When he was on the ice, other teams were shooting like crazy. When he was on the ice, other teams were taking shots from dangerous areas like crazy. He's decent still at bringing the puck up the ice, but to me, you can talk about leadership and grit all you want. So you have to be good at the sport for that to matter, in my opinion. and Go talk to the Toronto Maple Leafs about grit. 
Oh yeah, didn't they sign uh, <laughs> Blue Cheek or something this past year for that reason? So no. They signed a bunch of players because they said their biggest thing was they were missing grit and leadership and stuff like that. And then they still lost in the first round, so exactly. it didn't do them any good. Grit is my least favorite word when it comes to describing a player. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Plus, Caleb Jones is from my hometown, so shout out. You know. <laughs> Touche. True. So. Josh, what you got? I, I'm just, I, I mean, you look at the Panthers buying out Yandel, the Wild buying out half their roster. Um, you just see, I mean, you see that. It's like, I don't understand why Edmonton is trading valuable assets to get a guy that you already know once out of Chicago. He wants to go to the West Coast, so wait for Chicago to buy him out. Like, go get him for free instead of giving up something for him. I mean, it just, it, it didn't make any sense to me. Like, I just, I, I don't understand I mean, the ghost of Peter Shirley lives on, apparently, but it just—it was just not not a not a move that I would have made if I'm Ken Holland or the Oilers. Chris, Free you got any David. thoughts on it? Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for all the reasons y'all said, it, it's the stupidest trade so far in the offseason, in my opinion. So, but who knows? It keeps getting worse and worse in the NHL. So, hopefully, we'll see a better one before the season starts. Moves are getting progressively worse as this yeah. as this week has gone on. So this day we'll, almost basically. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just see what the next week has in store for us. Next thing we're gonna see is we're gonna see uh, we're gonna see a Vegas Golden Knights trade uh, Matthias Yenmark for Connor McDavid. That's a big move, big time move. Hey, you know yeah. what? If I was Something McDavid, like I'd be demanding a trade too. Right? I mean, I'd like <laughs> it. Joe, get me out I'd of like it if I was McDavid. Ken Holland is spending that kind of money for uh, for Duncan Keith. He's not going to get any kind of return from McDavid. Are you kidding me? No. Yeah. yeah. Trading for a buck fifty and a Taco Bell coupon. Well, and uh, we weren't planning on talking about this either, but literally, like, probably about fifteen minutes before this uh, started, it looks like. Uh, oh, let me pull this up real quick. I got it on my phone. But now uh, Ryan Graves, who, Chris, we both picked as our Seattle pick uh, from Colorado, is no longer a Colorado Avalanche player. He is going to the New Jersey Devils. And uh, I need to find the, the actual thing real quick. Um, so Malt 7 a second. You're going back to Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like we said, Chris, you know, all these trades happen and, you know, all of a sudden, our yeah. picks are completely useless. Well, and of uh, course, it's the right thing to do. You got to get something for him instead of nothing. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Right. You got so. Macar, you've got Gerard, you've got um, oh, what's the other Devon Taves? Name? Yeah, yeah, Taves. Devon that Taves. I mean, you're losing Graves one way or another. Like like yeah. like Chris said, get something for him better than nothing. Yeah, and they did. They got something for him. So. But yeah, uh, you got a second round pick out of it too. It's not that's bad. Good. And, and another player. So. God, yeah. Stop giving the avalanche assets. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you think Tampa's bad now? Just wait until you see the exactly. Avs in three years when McKinnon takes a team-friendly deal, Landis Cog's on a team-friendly contract. Jeez. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, speaking of that, I don't think uh, Landis Cog may be signing with the Avalanche. I think I they may get, uh, they may get something done, but he was expecting the the uh, contract to be signed like eight to ten months ago, and oh, he's geez. not happy with the fact that he still doesn't have a contract and he's what two weeks away from uh from a uh, free agency free agency is actually on my birthday this year so fun fun nice happy birthday hopefully we get something good for you uh, yeah that'd be a great birthday present yeah right. blake holman please <laughs> blake holman please and yeah, or barkley cool. goudreau i'd like both of those guys Just take tampa all together right yeah exactly <laughs> someone from tampa what a person from tampa would be great <laughs> yanny gore sure yeah hey i'll take yanny gore too that's he he may be older but he i'll be on the block 
Yeah, they may be moving them. All right, uh, that deals with a couple of the NHL news. There's lots more that we didn't talk about, but we got to get into this other stuff because we're approaching an, uh, about 45 minutes right now with uh, our talking time. So, so let's get into this whole uh, short person all-star team. Um, <laughs> I think we can hear your typing, Josh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, um, so... I, I was very, like, deliberately not specific about how we would do this. Um, so I'll let you guys go ahead and talk about how you did your uh, – how you picked your players and why you did it and all that sort of stuff. There's a I, I did mine as well, but uh, I'll, I'll get to mine here in a second. Uh, Sam, why don't you go first because yeah, this, this is – As the resident short person. <laughs> sure, I was going to say. Yeah, so right. as the resident yeah, short person. Thing. This is your thing. Um, I'm I'm big on like I've said I, I'm not big on grit I'm not big on the buzzwords like leadership and things like that. Leadership does matter, but as in the case of Keith, you don't need to overpay for leadership. Um, so I kind of just broke it down: forwards, defensemen, and goalies. Like if we want to include goalies, I included two because but the smallest ones in the league that are actually good are like six two. So try to make an all star team. Um, <laughs> And so my criteria was for forwards, they had to be 5'10 or below and actually like be good players. And then defensemen had to be uh, below six foot. That was my only requirement there. I tried to go as low as I could as long as they were good players. But, I mean, the, the usual, everyone knows that they're small. If I was to make a team just of small players, I got to Brinkett at 5'7. Everyone <laughs> knows he's my favorite short guy. Oh, we got testing! I'm sorry. Josh is going to get into it again, man. He's going to get into it. AKA the one that got away from the stars. Um, uh. I would love to have him alongside Robertson right now. But uh, So he he's my starting left winger. I got Marchand at center. He's only 5'9", actually. I didn't know that. Uh, and then Patty Kane is actually only 5'10". Really? I don't love Patty Kane. Yeah, I, I was That's surprised too. Um, I don't love Patty Kane's game much. He has a lot of flaws, in my opinion, actually, in terms of two-way game. His puck possession metrics have suffered a little bit, but he still lights the lamp better than almost anyone in the league. So I like scoring. Josh can tell you that. I care about scoring more than defense as well. So Patrick Kane made the team. Uh, second line, I got the guy who is probably going to be leaving the league next year, and I wasn't going to put him over to bring it for that. Uh, we got Kaprizov starting line two, <laughs> uh, Braden Point, and Clayton Keller on the right wing. And then I kind of had to – I ran out of um, left wingers, so I kind of had to toss some centers over on the left wing. So I got Trocek um, on the third line, Yanni Gordy. Or Gord, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce that guy's name. Gordy, uh, Gordy, Gordy. Thank you, Gordy uh, Howe. Gordy Howe, baby, let's go. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> from Tampa, that guy is an absolute monster, both in terms of objective stats and uh, analytics. Uh, and then Connor Garland, actually, Connor Garland is a stud, and I didn't realize how good he was until I did this little research project. Five foot ten. And then guys who, at this point, I was just kind of looking for guys to fill out who were still good, but. These guys, I wouldn't say, are true all-stars, but uh, Marsh Salt, uh, Fiala, and Goudreau uh, round out the forwards. Did you have Cole Caulfield in your group? 
I did not yet, just because I... He's okay. only had one playoff experience, and that's it. Shame. For shame. I... He hasn't done anything yet, Josh. He, he's he's getting there, but he just hasn't done anything yet. If he had played a full season, I, I would put totally my team together differently. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to win here, Josh. So uh, Apparently. You, you probably just had a meme team. I'm curious to see what you got. But then, uh, <laughs> not <de> wrong. <laughs> defense was easy, because defense, there's actually a ton of good short guys uh oh, car and differing so, opinions on this one wow really? go for it oh yeah continue Below six foot. <laughs> I, I i had different criteria than you did oh, go okay. ahead okay uh mccarr and gerard are my two starters that's easy both of those guys mccarr is a uh norris candidate year in year out gerard should be here in a couple years fox just won it fox is only 511 uh and then i got my actual short guy spurgeon is 59 he's still a stud uh, Dmitry Orlov, he's actually a stud. And then Krug is start, starting to get up there. He's not as good as he used to be, but he still made the list at 5'9". Um, so those were, those are my defensemen. And then goalies, um, like I said, the league doesn't like short goalies anymore. Kudobin could have been one of mine, but like I said, he's too short. If I was only including playoff appearances, Kudobin would be up here, but I had to take Flurry at 6'2 and Varlamov at 6'2 because both of those guys were uh, Vesna candidates last year, and I, I can't leave those off. Those guys are the only – they were the shortest good goalies I could find, okay? <laughs> and, and, Josh, go, go ahead, and I'm, I'm curious to see what your criteria was. <laughs> All right, so my entire team, with the exception of the goalies, are 5'9 or shorter. So Jesus. all your 5'10 guys are off the board. They're gone. <laughs> you don't know what that leaves me with? It doesn't leave me with much of anything at all, all right? Yeah, I did the same thing, Josh. I did 5'9 and below. I did not right. do 5'10 guys. All right, so, so this, is this isn't necessarily an all-star team. Some of these guys are. Some of these this guys are the more like – this yeah, if some of these guys are like, all right, you're 5'9", and like, you at least have an NHL ceiling. I'm going to throw you on there. Like, okay. So, left wing side. The first line, we're going to have Marshawn. I've, I've, got, I've got Yanni Gord on there as my center. Um, and then right wing is obviously, you know, the GOAT, Alex DeBrincat. Uh, I'm, I'm still just internally and externally crying that he's not on our roster right now. Um, Should we let him go into his tirade right now, or no? No, no, because... No, <laughs> We don't have we're, enough time for that. Exactly. <laughs> He'll get going, I'll get going, and then <laughs> But second line, I've got I've got Marsha So. Um, I actually have Marco Rossi centering my second line, so you see how deep center depth is at players five nine or shorter. I love Marco um, Rossi. Yeah, exactly. Okay. At this point you're you're already getting into prospects at this point. Um, right field, I got Cole Caulfield, because he is the truth. I don't care what Sam Morales says about him. Um I love he, yeah, don't, don't start that with me. Year. So, <laughs> year. What are you talking about? See, left wingers, you actually have a decent amount of depth. My third line left winger is Johnny Gaudreau. So 5'9", Johnny Gaudreau playing on the third. I'm, I'm fine with that. Centering him is actually Jacob Pelche, who's a, is a prospect of the Flames right now. First round pick, I believe, in 2019. Um, right wing was a guy that I wanted last season in the draft was Nils Hoglander. I loved the way he played. Out in Vancouver, Hoglander is a stud. I think he's like, I think he's only like five eight too. So he's not even five nine. Yeah. Um, and then my last line, uh, I got Matt Zuccarello, uh, Alexi Heponiemi, who's a center in the Panthers organization, uh, their prospect pool, and then Kyler Yamamoto, who I know me and Sam are both high on Excellent during his draft year. So uh, now we get into the defense. Which defense? Geez, there's Slim Pickens. Um, <laughs> My so my top pair I got Matt Greslick and Jared Spurgeon as my top pair, which not bad. I'll take that. That that that's okay. 
My second pair is Tory Krug and Eric Brandstrom um, out of Ottawa. So I don't hate it. My last pair I hate. Oh my gosh, my last pair is awful. Scott Perunovic and Victor Mete. Just awful. Yeah. At that point, you're looking for people that have NHL games played to throw them on this <laughs> roster. It was so bad. Trying to find a, thir- a third left defenseman and a third right defenseman, specifically on the right side, just atrocious. And then my goalie is 5'11 or under, so I got UC Saros and, uh, and, and, and Hudobin. So there's my 5'9 there's my and under team if you exclude the goalies. I like your list much better than so, mine. Yeah, it's, it, it, bro, <laughs> it was, you got down into the, like, into, the, into the thick of your depth and everything like that. Oh, it was hard. It hurt to put that list together. You're just bringing up prospects good. I liked, though. So, yeah. So. All right. What so you got, here. Ryan? Let's hear so yours. Here's, I did my criteria a little bit different. And oh, Ryan's like no honka. I, I think honka's like five ten. <laughs> he, he's he's pretty short. Hon- isn't he? Honka's five eleven. Yeah, he, uh, he's five eleven. So, yeah, really? Honka's five eleven. Well, he yeah, did not okay. make my roster. We'll make him play reason. goalie. He was way too tall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> it's a bit too big to play my, honka. my team. <laughs> so I, that I was my child. <laughs> I literally just did. Uh, I legit picked an all star, like. First team all stars, second team all stars. So there's like I've only got six players, okay? Okay, okay. But I've got I've actually I got twelve total, but I have a all time short person lineup. Ooh, so I like old, that. so like people from like way long ago. There's and a certain there's, player if you don't name the, him, we're I'm I'm, I'm I'm we're gonna have a talk. But go there's ahead. two certain <laughs> goalies if you don't. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. Yep. yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I have him, but I'm not I'm not sure. We'll see. Okay. And then, um, and then I have a current, like, you know, uh, lineup, all-star team. Okay. I like it. So here's, uh, do you want me to do the, the all-time or, or the current one first? Which Go one? with the current one first. Let's, let's, let's. Uh, I was going to say, I feel like the all-time. All-time was going to be fun. There's more in there that I can yell at you for, for all-time. <laughs> okay. Okay. So here's what I, here's who I put uh, for uh, my current one. Okay. Um, first, of course, I went with Alex Debrinkit. I had to. Uh, he had to be on there five seven. He was thirty ninth overall selection. Uh, he's, I mean, he broke into the league in the seventeen eighteen season. He scored twenty eight goals and twenty four assists for fifty two points his for his uh, rookie year. And Riley Tufty has still not made his NHL debut. How, um, uh, nope. <laughs> sorry, I, I'm nope, just picking a, we're good. I'm picking a fight with you, Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna sit here in silence. I'm fine. <laughs> and uh, so he's he's on my he's one of my forwards. Um, and as as much as I hate to say it, I had to pick him. But for my center, Brad Marchand, I, like I had I had to. I love Marchand. He's a, he, he's a rat, but I... he's a he is a rat, and that's why I didn't want to pick him, but I had to because he's just that good. He's uh, the rat everybody wants on their team, though. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's he's one of those guys that you talk and you're like, you know, I hate I hate him, but if he was on my team, I love him. Right. Exactly. Kind of like a not like Sean Avery at all. That no, everyone hated like, Sean a, like a Steve Ott or yeah. an Antoine Roussel or a, yeah, Ryan, that's a good point. Or like, don't a, talk about my like Corey Perry in a bad way. <laughs> um, mm, Ryan, we're gonna have words. Everybody loves Corey Perry. I don't care what you say. If they say they don't, they're lying to your face. Okay, and and uh, there was a lot of other players I could have picked for my other side. There are players that are better in my opinion, but I just picked him because I like him. Is uh, Matt Zuccarello. Mm-hmm. I miss that. I miss that guy because oh, yeah. he when when he was traded to the Stars uh, for uh, like two conditional third round picks or something like that. Uh, he fits so well with uh, Rope Hints, and I, I I miss him terribly. Yep. 
And I'm, I'm glad he's doing great with the Minnesota Wild, and he f- seemed to find a good line with uh, Victor Rask and uh, Kaprizov. But, uh, you know, I put him up there. He's 5'8 and 179 pounds. So that's my forward line. Okay. Now, for my uh, defenseman, uh, how can you not put Jared Spurgeon, uh, the captain of the of the Minnesota Wild? He's one of the top defensemen that's underrated. He doesn't get talked about enough. Uh, I'm just surprised that, uh, you know, he doesn't get more recognition for what he does. Uh, I forget how – but he's, he's, yeah, he's 5'9 and 168 uh, pounds. And then the other thing is that he was drafted 156th overall. So, I, I mean, the fact that he was drafted that late and, you know, he, he worked his way up. He went through the ECHO, went to the AHO, and then made his debut with the Wild, and now he's the captain. So, uh, go figure. Um, and then for my uh, second defenseman, uh, where did I put him? Uh, I, oh, yeah, I put Tori Krug as well. So, uh, that, that's my all-star uh, lineup for this. So, and then for my, uh, for my goaltender, just – because of recency bias, uh, I went with UC Soros. Yeah. Um, the, the only reason why the Nashville Predators were even good this season is basically UC Soros was the dad, and he dragged Nashville to the playoffs this season. He's and literally, the, I mean, in, in my mind, he's literally he, the reason Rennet retired. I mean. Well, and, and Nashville feels better about him retiring because of the play right. of UC Soros. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, he even got some uh, – I mean, it wasn't very many, but he got some some Vesna votes from some of the GMs. Mm-hmm. So I mean, so that I mean that goes to show you, uh, that you know he's appreciated uh, by the GMs. And I mean, five eleven, and uh, I also honorable mention to uh, Anton Hudobin. Uh, but th- just recency bias. I, I mean, it's the current one, so I had to go with UC Saros. He's five eleven, so I I couldn't find a goaltender shorter than that that I thought would fit my criteria so i just had to go with him Fair. okay so now for my all-time lists uh some of these some of these guys people are gonna be like who huh what okay uh these guys are like ancient okay they played a <laughs> long time ago so in in some cases uh one played 40 years ago uh okay. one played in the 1960s and 70s and then the other played, uh, I, I don't remember when. Uh, let's just say that he was elected to the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1966. So these guys are old, okay? So okay. first things first, uh, here's my three forwards. My, my three forwards, Marcel Dion. You have to put him. Okay. okay. He, he was only 5'8", uh, and he was on, uh, he was on the Kings. And in, in the early 80s, and his nickname was called the Little Beaver. And uh, he, at, in, at the end of his 18-season career, uh, get this. This is what he had. He had 731 goals and 1,771 points as a 5'8 player. I, I don't care, you know, if it was in the 80s when everybody was scoring. That was That's fantastic. And, of course, he's with, with those kind of numbers, you have to be in the Hall of Fame. Right, right. It, he he didn't get elected to the Hall mm. of Fame until 1992, but he did get in. Okay, uh, my my second forward is uh, Henry Richard. So uh, you know, some of y'all may recognize the last name for Rocket Richard. This is his younger brother. Mm-hmm. Oh. So uh, this guy was only five seven, and he weighed 160 pounds. Um, 
he spent Jeez. he spent his whole NHL career with the uh, Montreal Canadiens, and he finished with uh, this guy was mostly a passer. He was not a scorer uh, for the most part. But in uh, 1,256 games, he scored 358 goals and 1,046 points as a 5'7", 160-pound player. So that's insane to me. That's absolutely fantastic. And not only all of this, but he was the captain for the Habs for a while, and he also scored their Stanley Cup winning goal in 1966. So, And then, of course, he's in the Hockey Hall of Fame as well. Uh, he was elected in 1979. Um, and then uh, this third one is kind of more uh, – I would say more not more known just because of uh, what he did after his career, but it's uh, Ted Lindsay. And uh, yep. Ted Lindsay, uh, I think it was five eight, hundred sixty three pounds. Uh, after his uh, playing career was over, though, he he actually was very instrumental in found in finding the NHLPA, and uh, three hundred seventy nine goals, eight hundred fifty one points, one thousand sixty eight NHL games. So, yeah, uh, I mean, they, all three of those guys were just absolutely excellent. Good choice. All right. Yep. And, oh, no, I don't. Oh, where am I? Oh, I lost my defenseman. Dang it. Okay. Well, I can't. I don't know what happened to my defenseman. I'll, go, I'll just go with my, my goaltender now. Okay. Uh, my goaltender, his nickname is The Shrimp. Because Let's of how go. <laughs> my goal, yep. because of how short he was. He was literally five three. Five three as a goaltender. He weighed 135 pounds. Roy Warders. You how can you not go with somebody like that? And played uh, like an absolute unit. I know. <laughs> and I cannot believe the the this this guy. He, he's five three. I, I, I couldn't believe it. And you know, obviously with uh with with how sh with how short I am and all that sort of stuff, I love the fact that you know he's a short goaltender and all that. So um, he was elected to the Hockey Hall of Fame in uh, 1969. His his uh, career G uh, goals against average was 2.27. Uh, he he's won he won Hart trophies, Vesna trophies, and uh, he was the first NHL goalie ever to record back to back shutouts. So you know how can you not in include a guy like that, right? I mean, is that who you're thinking, Josh? Did I get it right? Actually, I so I was thinking you have two goals, right? Or is that? Nope, this is just the one. So I was thinking Hashik, which is I think where Sam's mind was at. Oh no, um, I, I I had shrimp all the way. The <laughs> other one I had was actually the guy the trophy's named after, George Vesna, five foot six, hundred eighty five pounds. Oh. oh yeah, oh yeah, that he was my sec. He would have. He was my second choice, but when so, I saw five three, yeah, uh, I had to you go. Gotta go with Warders there, yeah. I, forgot, yeah. I honestly kind of forgot about him until you brought him up. I'm like, oh yeah, we had a five three goalie at one point. <laughs> oh, it's fun, man. Can you imagine Gretzky in a league with a five three goalie? Oh, just no, no, no he my would goodness. Stone him. <laughs> <laughs> Firing squad. Oh my god. Shout out, shout out to my short goalies. Yeah. <laughs> man, I, I can't imagine. Can you imagine the kind of angles he would have to take? In order to contest shots, he would have to be like yeah, three be feet in front of the blue town. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. All and right. There were so, goalie pads that are essentially pillows at that point. I mean, he's got like duct tape pillows to his arms. I mean, they don't have right. the massive pads they got today. So, Chris, uh, let me ask you: Who's the winner? Who won? Who who, who wins what? What the the normal one? 
Well, who, who who just wins in general? Because I, I did I did two things. Josh did one thing. Sam did another thing. So who? Well, you found who wins? the shrimp. So I yeah. had no idea about <laughs> yeah. the shrimpy boy. That's that sounds terrifying actually to me. Like a tiny goalie yeah. like that just. He's shorter scary. than all of us. He's shorter yeah. than all of us. And apparently he was good. So. <laughs> Man, so. I would give the edge to you, Ryan. I, I didn't say, even. Like, I wasn't right even. Out. I wasn't even focused on past players. But oh, yeah. You you not you not only went past players, you went like shortest players ever. Like, and I <laughs> I respect the heck out of you for it. I was about to say, I, I was just trying to build as good of a team as I could, and then I realized halfway through it, it's like, man, if we all build the exact same team, it's gonna be really weird. Yeah. Right. But, so, yeah, but, I just. But your team was the most definitely yeah. most creative by far. Right. All right. Well, so I win. So what do I win? You get nothing. Oh, uh, dang. Okay. Oh, well. You wasted the most time out of all of us. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll had a lot of a shot at the next yeah. game. There we go. <laughs> I, I had a lot of explanation with mine. So, okay. All right. So now we are getting into our Who Cares segment uh, where we talk about nothing stars or hockey related. Um, so recently Loki came out and the season finale came out and uh I think I put holy crap about 20 times uh, <laughs> in the, in, when I when I posted on, uh, I think it was like 4 in the morning. I, I literally stayed up to watch it. So uh, absolutely insane. So we're, we're going to go a Marvel route here today. Uh, we want to get the, your, well, we can debate. Let's just say, let's say this. Let's say the best three Marvel movies in the MCU. Who wants to go first? We do like go first. Snake Order or we like giving all three at, at once? Let, let's do snake order. I think that'd be more okay. fun. So let's start. Let's start with number three. Okay. Josh, you want to start first? Number three. Uh, number three on my list. I'm going original Iron Man. I mean, just it, it's the OG. I mean, it's what kicked it off. I don't want to hear anything about oh, there was an Incredible Hulk before that. Mo- that movie was garbage. Don't start me with that. No, <laughs> original bad. Iron Man. I'm offended. Is, yeah, I'm offended. Okay, <laughs> I'm be offended, offended then. I don't yeah, care. <laughs> it was not good. Like, give me original Iron Man. The story that kicked it off. I mean, without without that movie, there is no franchise. So I'm 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 sticking with them at number three. All right, Sam, yeah. your turn. That was that number was my three. honorable mention, so I'm not going to argue too badly with you on that one. Um, but I had to choose Civil War. I that movie was just a thrill from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I just based off a of pure enjoyment factor, that was number three for me. But like I said, Iron Man was under consideration for that spot. Chris. Man. Mine are going to change, like, week to week. Because, like, I have, like, eight. <laughs> They're all number one. So, right now, I'm going to say number three is Spider-Man Homecoming. Because I think that's probably the best Spider-Man movie that's been made. And I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> I, had so a, I had a hard time keeping Iron Man and Civil War out of my list. They're probably going to be in it next week. So, <laughs> probably, that's go. probably going to make me rewatch them. All right. Well, who's the best uh, Spider-Man, Chris? Andrew Garfield? No, uh, Tom Holland. Tom, yeah, yeah he is so cute. No he is the yeah. cutest Spider-Man <laughs> there has He's ever been. Just adorable. How can you attack him? Oh, All right, uh, I, I guess my number three. I'm going to go with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, kind of. It, I, I love Chris Pratt. That's uh, that's first off. I, I, I mean, he makes the movie. Uh, if I, I can't imagine somebody else playing Star Lord now. Uh, that's one of the reasons why. But second reason, it, it that kind of started everything all into the whole space thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, all the movies before that, they were kind of all, you know, Earth-based. And that the Guardians of the Galaxy exploded everything, uh, just like Loki did. I'm not going to say any spoilers, 
okay? L Loki's blew up everything. Go watch it. Yeah, you'll understand afterwards. <laughs> but uh, honestly, yeah, it's it. Guardians of the Galaxy is my number three. Okay, uh, number. Are we on number two? Yeah, number yeah, two. Back, okay. back to you. Back to me. You want yeah. me to go first? That's, okay, that's how snakes Make work. Let's do it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. All right, so let me go with my number two. Uh, my number two is actually going to be Civil War. I Civil War was one of my favorite movies. Uh, and, and if I didn't mention at least one Captain America movie, uh, my wife would kill me because <laughs> she loves uh, Captain America. Uh, I actually think there's a blanket. Yeah, there's a blanket. I'll get it here in a second. I'll show you. There's a. It's a Captain America like uh, blanket with sleeves. I don't know what they're called, but uh, a snuggie. Snuggie. Yeah. <laughs> snuggie. That's right. That's what it's called. I bought it for her for Christmas one year, but uh, I I I get in trouble if I at least didn't mention that. So, okay, number two, Civil War. Who's next? Is it Sam? Uh, I think it's Chris. Uh, yeah, I think it's right? me. Chris, Chris, yeah. Chris, Chris. Number two. All right, right now I'm picking Thor Ragnarok. So oh, that, I, I hate think, you. I hate you. So I think <laughs> this movie. Okay, so okay, Thor two is probably the worst sequel out of all of the out of all the Marvel movies. And this one I had no expectations for, but then they take the best of uh, they take the best of Guardians of the Galaxy and they put it with Thor, and it's great. And that opening scene, that's probably one of the best opening scenes of any of the Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. That was so yeah. great. That's amazing. So Thor Ragnarok, number two. Oh, Iron Man 3 was really bad, too. Like, There you not, go. Not a good sequel, either. When I talk about Thor 2, people like don't even haven't even watched it. So, oh, like, watch it. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. It's not a great sequel, but I, I, love, the, I love the Snuggie there, Ryan. Uh, just yeah, Iron Man 3. I, don't yeah. no, I, I got that down there with Thor 2 for me. Okay, uh, uh, Sam. I went Ragnarok. As, I, I went Ragnarok as well for every reason Ooh! that yeah. uh, Chris just said. I don't think I've laughed that hard as a movie. Yep. Possibly ever. Um, I I don't love comedy movies like just genre comedy movies. But holy crap, you, you toss a comedy in a superhero movie, gold. That that saved <laughs> the Thor franchise in my opinion because. Yeah. Thor one wasn't great. Thor two was okay. Bad. Eh, I no, it was okay. Bad. Yeah. Mm -mm. No. No. <laughs> man, I, I'm wrong. in the minority <laughs> here. Dang, man. Chris yes. knows what's going on. Yeah. It's not, so, not great. Yeah. No. Just <laughs> it, 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 it saved it saved Thor for me, and so yeah, it, it got my number two pick as well. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna I got a bone to pick with both of you, Chris and Sam. <laughs> I, the out of all. I don't think there's a bad Marvel movie, in my opinion. That's that's just me. The, you can't make a bad Marvel movie. Now, I will say that my least favorite Marvel movie is Thor Ragnarok. Oh, my God. Okay? You are okay, so you're wrong. You're you're so wrong. Hear me out. 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 you would be muted. Yeah. So here's my, here's my reasoning behind it, okay? So I loved the first Thor movie. I thought it was good. The second one, I agree with you. It was not, it was not as great. But the third one, I just thought it was, and y'all said you loved the comedy, but that was the, that's the exact reason why I didn't like it. It, it, it was there, there was almost too much. I mean, literally, what happened in the movie was oh the God. complete and utter destruction of Asgard. Go and watch then at DC. the end, and then <laughs> <laughs> Martha, Martha. 
All right. Oh, but man. anyways, that's that's my bone to pick with Thor Ragnarok. Okay, sorry, Josh, I stole your thunder. Keep going. Number two. No, you're good. Well, I mean, since I got the swing pick, Ragnarok was actually going to be my number one. But I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna kind of go ahead and go off. Oh go my off page. gosh. Do we man, have to I, do? Do we? Have, yeah. are, are we doing just MCU or Marvel in general? What do you think, guys? Should we should just Marvel in general? We'll, we'll do in general. I'm interested yeah. now. Okay. Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Deadpool. Yeah. You got to go Deadpool. Uh, I love Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool is hilarious. It's fantastic. Ryan Reynolds is incredible. Deadpool's got to be one or two for me. Um, and uh, I got Ragnarok up there, but since you guys talked about it forever, I'm going to go pick another one. Um, I actually really liked uh, I actually really liked Far From Home, this, that, that Spider-Man. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I thought that he played a great Mysterio. Um I love the storyline in it and everything like that. I thought it was I thought it was a very good post Avengers movie as well. Hundred percent agreed. Hundred percent. Tom Holland, you know, after right Wolverine. after dealing with that, you know, personal trauma of losing Tony Stark and all that kind of stuff. I just I thought it was a very well done movie. So I'm gonna have that I'm gonna have that in my top three since you guys post Ragnarok from me. All right, uh, Sam, back to you. Uh, number one, Infinity War. There's only one right answer, and that is Infinity War. That movie <laughs> is an absolute cinematic masterpiece. That last scene it's alone good. puts it up there. I mean, let's just be real. The what? The the, the fight scene alone puts it oh, up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will be completely honest. Going into it, I did not have high expectations because mm -hmm. you had far too many characters, in my opinion. I had no idea how they were going to balance out everyone, give everyone the appropriate screen time. And they got around that by just making Thanos the main character instead of any of the heroes. Mm -hmm. The movie is literally Thanos' story. And I absolutely loved it. It was well done. It connected everything. Every character did something, got a moment. Um, but the star of the show was Thanos. And then, of course, it gave us the famous, you should have gone for the headline, um, which arguably top 10 line oh you're talking history. infinity war on my mind was endgame wow wow oh, I, got no. mixed up. It, I got that it, mixed up sorry continue Endgame <laughs> was good don't get me wrong but it's not in my top three but infinity war cinematic masterpiece mm -hmm. all right so uh i'm gonna say the ultimate right answer because everybody knows i'm the well, last chris's so turn that's my turn skip over yeah come on Fine, now let all right go. i'm picking the movie that honestly, I know he's going to pick something stupid. That's all I know he's going to do. Calm down. Okay, I'm picking a movie. <laughs> honestly, it did the exact thing that I didn't want it to do. It went to time travel, which is the only thing I didn't want to happen. But it did it so well. So I avoided all spoilers for Endgame. That's the one I'm picking, obviously, since mm -hmm. it's time travel. Yeah, I pick yeah. Endgame as my number one. I avoided all spoilers. And as soon as the screen went black and it said six years later, I literally lost my mind. Like, I could not believe that that happened. So, I completely understand time travel. It's not awesome ploy. It's been used a lot. It's kind of gimmicky. But the final battle scene is just such a... Such a it's incredible. It's so cool. It's, it's awesome. The whole movie itself isn't great. Like, there's other better... Te they're technically better movies. Right. But the final scene, they, they played the full theme, which I loved. It through the whole battle, it was great. It was this so is a cool. culmination of twelve years of my life. Yeah. Like it, it fit perfectly. Yeah, the dedication that we put to watching those movies, and they they give us that perfect battle scene at the end. I love. I it. bet you cried whenever you picked up the hammer, didn't you? Yes, I oh, did. Oh, hundred percent, absolutely. Yes, you I didn't. Did. <laughs> I cried. What's wrong with you, Sam? You have no heart. I saw it coming. <laughs> I did too. Okay. It didn't 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 yeah, matter. Same. Like, it was so obvious. You're not wrong. It doesn't matter, though. <laughs> it, 
in game is a great pick. It, it's it's just not my top three. It's probably my top six. That's fair, and that's fair. That, yeah. I, I, I'm a, I accept that. Great, it's a great movie. Great. It's better movie. than having Ragnarok last. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I bet Ryan would say <laughs> okay. the Incredible Hulk or something. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if he says Incredible Hulk's first, we're going to have issues. I'm just going to leave the call right now. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Avengers Age of Ultron. No, I'm just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just okay. kidding. That, In my opinion, that's like the worst of the Avengers films, in my opinion, out of the four. Uh, I like Ultron. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like it, but it's just not. Interesting villain. I don't mind yeah. it. It didn't really tie into the other ones, though. No, it yeah. didn't. And, you know, spoiler alert, I think he's still out there, in my opinion. He's got to be out there somewhere. I think he shows back up somehow. Um, uh, it's really hard for me. Uh, I mean, you got to go Avengers for number one. It's either Infinity War or Endgame. Um, man, I, I got to go with Endgame. Uh, just because it's, the, I mean, like but Chris and Josh already said, it's the culmination of 12 years. I watched every movie up to that point. I watched like the week before Endgame. Uh -oh. Oh, uh oh no! no. Oh no! Oh no! Okay. He was about to say something about the Incredible Hulk, and the yeah. was like, "No, it's not gonna happen." <laughs> Jeez, that's so unfortunate. Yeah. Well, anyway, I guess we can assume Ryan is saying oh, there something he is. dumb oh, right there now. He is. Oh, he's back. Sorry, bad internet. But uh, anyways, can you all still hear me? Yep. Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay. Uh, anyways, so I just went with Endgame, uh, just because w when he said Avengers Assemble. The whole the whole theater just went berserk. Everyone's standing up, clapping, you know, freaking out. That's one of the coolest moments in my life. So uh, I got to go with Endgame as number one. If I had three wishes, one of them would be to erase my own mind so I could go experience that again for the first time. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was electric <laughs> yeah. in theaters. Oh, my gosh. I just remember watching the, uh, like, right after, uh, right after it had come out, and then there's uh, the all these people at a bar or something like that, and they're all watching, you know, multiple screens of uh, Avengers Endgame going on. And then, you know, he says the same line, Avengers Assemble, and then the whole bar just goes absolutely berserk. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, I, it's it's such a cool scene. You get every single Avenger. You get Thanos at his worst or at his best, however you look at it. So uh, the, it's just going to hold a special place in my heart for the rest of my life. So that's that's my number one. Basically, what uh, I'm seeing is we can all agree that just the Captain America gent like specific movies just weren't fantastic. I mean, they were good, but I mean, hold, hold, don't let don't. No, don't Civil War was great, but like the, the, the movies about Captain America alone weren't like top three, top five quality. I, oh, I right, okay. that. yeah, I, I, I they, they were good. They were good. Yeah, they were good. Don't get me wrong; they were they were good, but they weren't that like top tier of Marvel movies. Are Sorry, you Amanda. saying you hate Captain America? I think that's what he's you saying. You hate America? He hates America. You hate America. <laughs> Canceled. I can't tell you what I really want to tell you right now, Sam. I'm oh, trying to be nice. I'm trying to be polite. <laughs> hey, we're fixing to be out there. You can tell him okay. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for us here tonight. Uh, Sam, Josh, thank you guys so much for for joining us. Uh, yeah, that was on, man. Yeah. Uh, let's not make this the last time because that was so much fun. Uh Especially the whole uh, the the whole uh, short person uh, all star team that was so much fun to talk about. Hey, next time we're doing tall people. Everyone over six That's six. Let's go. Yeah. Everybody over six six. <laughs> a team Josh full and I can of yell about draft prospects after it's the draft. Chara and Alexiak. That's about <laughs> it. Yeah. So. All right, uh, all right, guys. I think we're gonna sign off here tonight. Uh, along with uh, Christian, Sam, and Josh. Um, my name's Ryan. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys follow all of us on uh, Twitter. 
Uh, Josh, Sam, I'm sorry I don't have y'all's uh, y'all's uh, Twitter handles up in case people want to follow you. Uh, Josh, what is yours on Twitter? Uh, it's at J underscore S-A-N-D-3-R-S because I have to be extra. I don't like throwing any in there. Sam, <laughs> what's your Twitter handle? Mine, mine's super easy. S underscore Morales 77. Yeah, and then and then you know where to find sarcastic remarks for the rest of you guys. Everybody say hi to Binks. He's... Hi, Binks. Yep, Binks. If you're looking at my Twitter handle, I just changed the name. Yeah, it's, <laughs> right, it's right there. You can see it. We'll do that there next time. All right, guys. Uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Everybody, we hope you have a wonderful evening. And just to make sure that we all know, the Minnesota Wild suck. Have a good night. Free out. Have a good one. Free out.